0: From Relay FM, this is Upgrade, episode 410. Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcegraph, Bombus, Memberful, and Doppler. My name is Mike Hurley, and I have the
1: absolute pleasure of being joined by Jason Snell. Hi, Jason. Hi, Mike Hurley. We're so close to one another right now.
0: But yet so far. Uh, But yet so far. We need to talk about something, in case you haven't seen on Twitter. Uh, I am in San Jose, as promised, but uh, after I arrived, I tested positive with COVID, So I have spent the last couple of days in my hotel room. Uh, I've had to pull out of all of the events at Apple Park. Um, I'm very, very upset about this. I (laughs) was fine. I tested negative multiple times before I left. And when I arrived a couple of hours later, I did a test. It was positive. I did multiple tests over like a 24-hour period. And uh, yeah, I have coronavirus and I feel pretty bad. (laughs) Jason, I'm not going to lie. In multiple ways, emotionally and physically.
1: Yeah. Oh, good. It's good that you got those to sync up. Like, Yeah. That. I mean, I, was, if I asked you how it, you were it, feeling both, right? and I expected you to say like, oh, I'm fine. I'm just really sad. And you're like, no, I feel terrible. Oh, I feel terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, but uh, anyway, you're in San Jose and I'm in Cupertino mm-hmm. at Apple Park at the new developer center where they have set up an amazing yeah. uh, little podcast studio that is has been home and is home to many podcasts here. So. Thanks to Zach Khan and all the other people in Apple for getting this to happen for us. And I'm sorry yeah. you're not here.
0: Yeah, everyone's been really amazing and super nice to me, um, which I greatly appreciate. And uh, hopefully next time, <laughs> maybe next time, you know, I'll just keep saying this forever. Like yeah. maybe, next maybe next time. time. You know? Sure. Kind of like the draft, Jason. Maybe next time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe next yeah. time. You know, oh.
1: I I did not score the draft during mm-hmm. the event. Mm -hmm. Um, which i sometimes have done at home but i did not do this time and then at the very end i had no idea how it would turn out and even as i was clicking because we got a lot wrong i wasn't keeping score or paying attention and i got to the bottom and i i said wait a second i won eight to seven how how is that possible but i seem to have won i scored it nine to eight but yeah interesting well let's go through it real quick Mm -hmm. if you don't mind i would love to um well, okay, really so to, but, you know, iOS that. and iPad, well, that's the quick part is what mm-hmm. you love. Um, apps can run, I picked in this category, iOS and iPad OS picks. Apps can run on an external display on iPad OS. We got a lot to say about that, but that's a yes. More user controllable design and theming, that's a yes. Widgets or widget-like features on the lock screen, that's a yes. Global keyboard shortcuts for shortcuts on iPad, that's a no. No, thank you. New car key partners named. Oh, if I had said car play partners, all those car company logos that were up there, but not. Oh, for car I keys.
0: scored that one for you. No, it I don't think so. Okay, so this has uh, potentially changed
1: things. We might be up for a debate now. So let's carry on. Oh well, I'm, it's good that we've dismissed Stephen. Um, classical music app. No, mm-hmm. you had new privacy focused features. Yeah. Yep. New AR. New AR features. No. Strangely, not discussed. New notima- notification management tools outside of focus modes. So this that is, as a yes, you had that as a yes. Cool, I had that as a yes. I wondered if you... I had that as a yes right. because because they changed how notifications work. They do, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. Plus the plus the eliminating sports scores and things and turning those things into a different kind of notification. Right? Yeah, that's got a particular name which we will get
0: to later on. It's called like live yes. interactions or something like that.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's what it is, but it is a, a new thing. New features <laughs> hey, I'm, for messages. I've got COVID
0: brain, man. You've got to let me off today, you know?
1: All right. New features for messages. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, for sure. Enhancements to Swift UI. Yes, but not in the keynote. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, when I looked, I was looking over
0: the draft right before we started. I was like, why did I pick that? That was a stupid yeah. pick. That was a stupid pick. Like, of course, it was going to happen, but they weren't going to talk about it during the keynote. Come on. I had know? a few of
1: those where I thought, why did I think they would say that? In the so keynote? stupid, not know? Dino. You think we would have learned and Mm -hmm. redesigned the home app? Mm -hmm. Yep, that happened. All right, so that in that group, um, the scores are four to three Mm -hmm. in your favor. Mm -hmm. macOS and Mac hardware picks. I chose. This was a (laughs) battle. It was a bloodbath. (laughs) At least one feature will be stated as being Apple Silicon only. Nope, not a, not on, on the Mac. There
0: matter. are features like this again. These as these things trickle out afterwards. I think there is some stuff. I think it might be live text related. I could check, but but I don't think they mentioned any of mention it in the keynote. Because why would
1: though. you say something negative in the keynote? Mm-hmm. It's a keynote. New MacBook Air announced. I think I got that one, Mike. I think, Mike. You I, think you sure I got did. it. Shortcuts for Mac improvements specifically highlighted. Nope. New way to access widgets on Mac OS. Nope. This is any. you now. These are your mm-hmm. picks. New Mac Pro. I missed that if that happened. I don't mm-hmm. think that happened. And redesign of system preferences, yes, but not in the keynote, mm-hmm. apparently. But word has reached these shores from uh, the State of the Union that that did happen. Oh, wait, it the system preferences the thing.
0: It was in the keynote. It was on one of the big blurb slide things. Oh, I i was sitting way back and yeah. sitting. So you're going to claim that? It, it was there. I can promise you that. And it can okay. Be, it, it was like it said, um, I think it said, it wasn't called System Preferences, I think, but it was like it had a little screenshot and it was like system-wide settings or whatever, System Preferences or something. So it was, on, it was in the keynote. What, what did do they do to it? It's got a redesign. It looks like uh, iOS now.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't seen that. So, so with I don't the know. whole
0: like the navigation on the left side and then all of the settings. So it's, it looks like the iPad oh, right. settings.
1: We have witnesses who say it was in the slide. Okay, well then this is going to go oh, my fortune's your might way. be changing.
0: My fortune's might be changing. This is great be. news. Yeah, you
1: feel better all of a sudden. I feel I feel like a new man already. Uh, okay, other picks. Here's what I've chose. Craig Federighi appears easy. Yep. Old watch faces upgraded. Yes. Jason, I have incredible news for you on this. Mm-hmm. Utility yes.
0: will yes. now feature rich complications.
1: I know. That's exactly what I asked for. It's just How what I you asked it.
0: for, and they did it for you, Jason.
1: They did it. They did it. New health-focused app and watch OS. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited they, about that. They is. Uh, inside view of the Steve Jobs Theater with wacky special effects. Oh, no boy. Yes. Did, did they look inside of
0: the Steve Jobs Theater? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Let's put him on yeah. a fake lift, and we'll send him down. You know? <laughs> And they're like, oh, you liked him catching an, an iPad? Now he's going to catch an iPhone. You know, Craig can catch <laughs> anything.
1: TV app redesigned on TV OS. What's TV OS? I never heard of it. I don't don't know either. All right. Um, You picked some portion of the program is live. No, it wasn't. No. This was a huge surprise to me. We'll we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I was very
0: surprised about that.
1: Uh, New watch faces. Yes. Mm -hmm. Always. Tim Cook presents in front of an audience. Now, people are going to say, well, Tim Cook did go and say good morning to the crowd at Apple Park good morning. In, in advance of it. He said it twice. He said, good did morning, it? good morning. He mm. did. And then uh, Craig came out and also said good morning. Good morning. Uh, however, it was not on the live stream. If they'd put it on the live stream, this would have counted, but it doesn't count because it wasn't in the keynote. It was in his uh, pre-keynote remarks to a small gathering yeah. instead. So, Yeah.
0: I checked check this with you. Uh, After the thing, and uh, because I was like, for me, I could go either way on it, but
1: I wanted to see what you thought. And I did consult with Stephen Hackett, and he said that uh, he agreed it was not if it didn't stream out, then it doesn't count.
0: And I don't disagree with you, right? Yeah, I I mean, if if we were there together, (laughs) then it's like we know the if we're looking at this kind of like big brain of like, well, the keynote that we perceived, you know. Mm. But uh, Mm -hmm. obviously, Mm -hmm. I didn't see it,
1: so I can't really make that argument. Not really. Uh, no AR or VR har- hardware announced or pre-announced. You nailed it with mm-hmm. the buzzkill pick. Good job. New way to access favorite apps in watchOS. They said that...
0: Pinning. Is this, this is exactly th- what I wanted. It's a combination of the two features. Because on watchOS right now, you can either have favorites or recents. Yeah. Um, but what they've given is what I wanted, which is recents with some apps that you can pin in that view.
1: Yeah, so and when, they did specifically say in the keynote about how there was a new way to put the most common apps or the uh-huh. running apps at the top of the list. And so that that alone was enough. It blew right past my brain, but it was like, okay, that does count. They did say that. Um, we didn't get the name right. It's Ventura. What a great name, though. I consider, So I consider Ventura, and this is a case where I knew too much about California because Ventura is a great name for an operating system uh-huh. and not that nice a place. But uh-huh. that's okay. Sorry, apologies I, to Ventura. I can't get
0: Jesse the Buddy Ventura out of my head, you know? Okay. Mackie well, that's, the Buddy Ventura, that's that's, your problem. that's that's where I am.
1: Well, because of that, Mike, uh, wow. you win the draft because it's oh, the under. Oh, my God. So you win at 8-8 on a Ah, uh, Jason, this is the best
0: it's, gift you could have given me today. You know, I've had a terrible day. It's all worth it. I wouldn't say that. Wouldn't say it's all worth it. But I this has put me in a very good mood now, you know? I'm very happy about that.
1: Wow. That's Look good. at me. Well, I'm gonna to... have to flip over my uh my uh, pennant. The curse is the curse is broken. Yeah, this was always your strongest event. Yeah. This the, is this WWDC
0: is the is where where I shine, event. you know? You yeah. do. And I did it. Oh man, that's so good. I will raise my own hand in victory.
1: Mm-hmm. I see so, it. So
0: Jason, you were at uh, Apple Park today. Yes. What was going on? It was lots. The pictures were interesting. It looked surprising to me, like where you were um, and how it was set up. Uh, what was the what was the vibe? Give me a vibe check.
1: Yeah. So having not done this before, none of us really knew what to expect. And I, I, so I've been to the Steve Jobs Theater a bunch of times for events, and even for product briefings when there weren't events. And there's a there's a way you do that, which is you park under the apple store and then you come over to the visitor center and they let you in and you go to the left up the hill to the steve jobs theater that's how it's done and today we parked at the developer center we walked in through that same entryway uh the tantau uh entrance welcome center whatever it is. does that mean
0: anything tantau because i always think of what are they in star wars is it Tant? Tauntauns. Tauntaun. taun-taun. That's, that's how taun-taun. I read it. It's like yeah. Tauntaun Avenue. I'm yeah. like, oh man,
1: got to climb in there when you're cold. You know? I imagine it's like a guy who they named a street after who was down here when it was all like orchards or something and they just named taun-taun it after him. Avenue. Old Man mm-hmm. <laughs> Um So this time you go through there and you go right. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. I haven't been to the right before. What happens over there? And you know what's the right, Mike? To the right is the actual ring at Apple Park. And, and I've never been anywhere near that before. So that was that was really different. We're all just kind of headed over there. They took the media up to like the second floor yeah. above Cafe Max and we had, hung out there for a couple of hours because we got got in at like 8 a.m. and the, the show was at 10. If you don't mind me jumping in for a second because yeah. obviously
0: people going, but hey, Jason's been there before. The Steve Jobs Theater is not
1: inside the ring or even that close to it, right? No, it's in the it's in the super block that Apple Park is in yeah. like this building the developer center we're in right now is across Tantau Avenue from the super block where all of that stuff is um, it's right next it's actually right across the street from the visitor center so uh, CW theater is in that super block but again it is separate it is in the whatever that is southeast corner of the of the campus um, so you go through that entryway on Tantau and then if you go right, you go to the ring. If you go left, you go up the hill to the Steve Jobs Theater. So they're they're separate from each other. And you can see the, the ring building off in the distance from the Steve Jobs Theater, mm. but it's off in the distance. It's an intentional uh, design to bring the public over to this space for public events and not have them be in Apple Park. And I think that um, COVID probably had – my guess – Just we were we were thinking about this while we were sitting there this morning uh, is that there was probably even some debate and discussion within Apple about like, would the ring be something that would would ever be sort of used in public events or would it not be? And it could be. But I was I'm not sure I believed it ever would be. But things, you know, things have changed. Well, there was and no purpose for
0: it. Like they built a whole theater. Like there's no yeah. reason to ever have had yeah. non-Apple employees in the building. Like, exactly. And and again, now like they have the developer center, right? Like even mm-hmm. you know, because uh, I was talking to uh, David Smith. I, I traveled with David Smith. Um, luckily, we were all masked the entire time. Uh, just as a, as a note, um, just as I just should say as well, my wife Adina with me, and she's negative, which is great. It's making things complicated here because I'm we're wearing masks like constantly, even sleeping, which is that's real hard in an FFP2 yeah. mask. But we're making it work. But I'm blessed to have her here because I would be completely lost right now. But anyway, uh, I traveled with David and we were talking about the developer center. Um, one of the great things about the developer center and that it exists uh, is that people can go to Apple Park and have meetings. Now, right? Because previously there was no way to do that. Like and it's like the same for me and you. Like if if we had a friend at Apple or whatever and wanted to go for lunch, they can't take us in there. Like it's not a thing that happens. I understand why, right? And so like that's what they have all the they have the visitor center outside, the developer center. So you think why would they ever let anybody inside the ring? And they have done that, but that is a big surprise to to everyone who cares about this stuff, I think.
1: Yeah. So the right now what I would say though is Things have changed. They did this event. They brought in, there were a lot of people there. They brought in a lot of developers and there were people from Apple and there was a lot of media there. It was sort of the usual media crowd. It was really quite remarkable. It was a lot of familiar faces. It was a throwback to 2019, essentially. Huh. Yeah. And what the way they set it up is they opened basically all of the the sliding doors at all at Cafe Max, um, but the event actually sort of faced out from Cafe Max to a kind of a lawn on the outside. So we weren't inside the ring um, when the event was going on and they had like essentially like a jumbotron. So I was, I was concerned. We talked about like seeing the video in bright sunlight and all that, but it was like a jumbotron kind of a scoreboard thing you'd right. see at a, at a sporting event where, where the light is not a problem. It's a very bright screen. Okay. And so that was, that was the venue. I will say, I look at this event and think to myself, I don't know why Apple would ever do anything other than this ever again. Right b- for de- for the developer conference because right. you can get a... Su- first off... It looked like there was a lot of people there too, Jason. Like, there were a lot of people like there, but even if it was... Hundreds and hundreds of people there. Even if it's fewer, yeah. even if it's a lot fewer than would go to San Jose, what I would say is... It's the difference between 99.99% of Apple developers don't go and 99.999% like mm-hmm. nobody goes. It's an exclusionary thing. People are watching online and the and the li- live stream of the keynote and the State of the Union and then all the sessions is such a great way to do it. it it's great for everybody. So- I don't think there's that much of a difference, but it does allow people to come and it does allow them to have this. And the big thing is that Apple gets to do it on their terms in their space that they own in the yep. way they want. And rather than having to deal with San Jose Convention Center and their caterer and their unions who are doing the trucking and all those things, it's like they don't have to do any of that. They've mm-hmm. got their own facilities and they've proven that they can do it. So I I would actually be surprised if this is not the model going forward, which is a short one to, you know, maybe an extra day spillover event that happens. It's really about the keynote. It's about getting some developers into the developer center and to see the keynote and to talk to people, but yeah. that everybody else experiences it online. And in fact, if I had to make a prediction and COVID makes this, it's difficult to make predictions. I would say that the ultimate yeah. form of this is probably that we're all back in the Steve Jobs theater.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, so, the media, maybe in the Steve Jobs Theater, like that, because this was a question we had before of like, would they split it up, which really they could have today, right? Because there wasn't actually a focal they point. They could have. We were but wondering. That theater, is,
1: that theater has a lot of people, it will fit a lot of people in it. But okay. regardless, it was. It, I, I think it was a good event and a good venue. And the only thing that, that surprised me was that there was no live component. And it, I, I have two thoughts about that. One of which is. Um, Streaming things live is really hard and preloading things onto a CDN is a good way to do it. And you can't do that if it's live. Um, And the second point is COVID, right? Which is if you make the presentation in such a way that you're intending for it to be used with a live component and you have to cancel the live component, you have to then go back and make a different version Mm -hmm. of it or whatever. So better to not, right? Better to not. And instead we got... You know, Tim and Craig came out yeah. in front of the screen at 8.50 or no, sorry, 9.50 and said, good morning. good morning, good morning, it's great to be here. And they like, and it, and it was literally like, and presenting me, it was like ta- yeah. going to a, a premiere where the stars of the show come out <laughs> beforehand to say, look, we enjoy our movie. And then they, and then they're out of there. So, um, I, I, I don't know. It feels like a model for their future events. This seems
0: to have gone so well, um, even sitting on the outside, I could kind of see how well it was all going. I think you're bang on. They can maybe expand it out in different ways. Um, sure. You know, maybe do more in-person parts. I could imagine a, a situation where they do like what they did today and they have developers come and they set up Cafe Max like that, Uh you know, because like, it seemed like it was very what, all not purpose-made for it, but like they were able to really easily, it seems, fit everything in there, you know? Um, yeah, so. Yeah, Yeah, I think
1: and I know it's I know it's an effort and they have to bring in lots of people to do crowd control and all that. But the fact Mm -hmm. is, you have to do all of that anyway at a big Mm -hmm. event. But I think just my read on it is that uh, Apple would prefer. I mean, it's their turf. It's Mm -hmm. their everything, the food they serve, the drinks they serve, like everything just gets to be using the stuff that Apple does instead of it being dealing with, you know, whatever bureaucracy is in San Jose or San Francisco or anywhere else um that that you have to work with and get judged by right then then you want the event to be perfect and there's something about it that you don't like that you can't control i mean atp always talks about the box lunches at Uh at moscone right and it's like well whatever vendor was mandated to run you got the contract for moscone center they were the ones who did that and they set the price and apple did not have much of a choice there and so um Here, Apple gets to have much more control over it. So I think think it was a very positive experience. It was very much a one-day event kind of experience. It was like going to any other Apple Media event, except we sat outside and watched a video instead of going into the theater and watching people on stage. But it did feel like... Uh, a model and it did still have that that kind of festival vibe that a wwdc keynote has that a media event doesn't because the developers are there and they're legitimately excited whereas at a media event what you get is you get the media most of whom are not supposed to be cheering and stuff and so you also then have sort of your vip invited guest and apple employee people who are making the noise because you really do want to have it sound like a full theater with people cheering and stuff. And with the developers, the energy is totally different and you don't need to worry about it. They will they will cheer. Although I will admit that when they announced external display support for the iPad, I did throw up my arms like I was a referee signaling a touchdown at a football game. Uh, but otherwise I was fairly restrained. This
0: episode is brought to you in part by our friends over at SourceGraph. So, you've hired a brilliant developer. That's great, but now you have to get them onboarded. If your company is growing, onboarding new developers will be a common occurrence, but it is a huge undertaking every time. One of the biggest challenges for new hires is to get up to speed with projects that they're working on, you know, that the whole team is on that they're joining. This can be really tricky if the code bases that your developers are working in are already large. Thankfully, Sourcegraph makes it easy to move fast, even in those big code bases. Developers know that knowledge is most useful when it's findable. Centralization is helpful, but given the fact that most companies store knowledge in at least two different locations, how do you make knowledge accessible to those that need it? As a code intelligence platform, Sourcegraph gives developers what they need to drive their own learning over time and in different situations. Teams without Sourcegraph need to rely on asking colleagues or reviewing out-of-date documentation, which is cumbersome and time-consuming. But with Sourcegraph, every developer can search across millions of repositories to find specific code, saving time for themselves and everyone else. So when questions do come up, you know it's the big stuff that's worthy of your extra time. Sourcegraph was created to make developers' lives easier. And today, they work with leading companies across every industry, including three out of the five top tech companies, plus PayPal, Uber, Plaid, GE, Reddit, Atlassian, and many more. Visit about.sourcegraph.com to learn more today. That's about.sourcegraph.com to find out why some of the biggest tech companies in the world use Sourcegraph and to see what it can do for yours or just click the link in the show notes and they will know that you heard about them from this show. Our thanks to Sourcegraph for the support of this show and Relay FM. So there's actually way more than we could ever expect to get to today. Like we're not going to be able it's to true. cover everything uh, that was announced at WWDC. Uh, we're going to cover the large platforms, right? And we'll pick some of the things that we think are the most important. But I expect we'll be picking this apart over the next couple of episodes, um, especially as things continue to come out as they always do should we start with right. iOS seemed like this yeah, is let's... got the most uh, time it felt like at least
1: yeah and and it is a continuation from last year where mm-hmm. A lot of it is just the decision of how you choose to tell the story because there were things in the Mac section and in the iPad section that were features that were revealed to be. And this is also, of course, on all on the other platforms, too. So mm-hmm. it's really just sort of how do you how do you pick it out and what do you try to focus on? And, and uh, iOS is the biggest platform. So in many ways, it makes sense to start with it and to uh, reveal a bunch of the features there.
0: So obviously, the I think the biggest one uh, it's the one that was, I think, maybe the one we spoke about the most in the previous episode from uh, the Sheriff's Leaks, uh, which was the lock screen. And really, it feels like the lock screen is getting a pretty huge makeover in a way I think that makes it incredibly obvious that the next iPhone hasn't always on display, right? Like Just the amount of effort that has gone into the lock screen feels like it's maybe setting the stage for something as well as it is just making it better. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, certainly makes it, um, it increases the value of that space, which means if you were to have a phone that could stay on, uh, it would be able to, you know, display information that would be valuable Uh in some ways. I was struck by, I I think it's funny, you know, we talk a lot about, the Apple reusing stuff in different places. Yeah. I was really struck by how this is uh, watch faces, essentially. Yeah, it's that, incredible, that right? The inspiration for this feature is coming from the implementation of watch faces on watchOS, not just in the sense that you've got your sort of tap and hold and then swipe between different... Watch faces, which is very much like the watch face editing interface, but also that you've got essentially complications that mm-hmm. you can put in, um, and that you've got then the you know tap in the various little bordered areas to do customization in terms of uh, what goes where. Mm-hmm. That's all. It's very familiar for anybody who's used watchOS. Uh, watch face, right? It had a similar sure. kind of vibe with the time going behind a subject yeah, same, in an image. Same, uh, same thing as on the watch. So. That was um, that was notable. Also, my immediate thought, and by the way, um, as they were going through all the different colors and fonts, I looked over at, uh, at underscore David Smith, yeah. who was absolutely laughing and bouncing up and down yeah, I because bet he was. Oh, it so it's, it looks so much like what he has been playing with with Widget Smith for two years. But it strikes me, and I know we've talked about it before, that the way the operating system cycle often works is by the time. Everybody has gathered all the anecdotes and all of the, 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 the buzz about the first few months of an OS release being out there and what do people love and what do people not love. People are already working on what the next OS rev is going to be. And as a result, you get a lot of situations where there's a two-year cycle that happens because you know everybody making their aesthetic AF um, home screens two years ago, uh, by the time that really hits, it may be harder to find a way to fit in iOS 15 a bunch of customization features to ride that wave. And so instead, it sort of gets bookmarked as like, okay, let's do this in the next cycle. And we see that there are a lot of things that seem to go in two-year cycles. Um, And it's very clear to me that this is something that got... I don't want to say like this happened because of that, because there's lots of other things there, including possibly like justifying it because they want to have uh, an iPhone that has the screen on all the time. There's lots of things there. But it strikes me that one of the things that was motivating this feature to get prioritized is the response to all of the widgets and all the personal customization on iPhones two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like this, this, this is what we talked about back then, back two years ago, about how Apple should get this signal that people really want to customize and personalize their iPhones. And, you know, here it is, not only, um, not only here, but because it's it's interconnected to um, to focus modes. It, you you know, you're changing the watch face or the lock screen. I called it a watch face. Sure. You're changing the lock screen can change your home screen because it changes your focus mode. So there's lots going on here, but I, I think it I think it looks fun and there will be lots of horrible um lock screens, but that's okay. That's that's part of the price you pay for customization and I love it. And wallpapers too, all sorts oh, of the wild yeah. wallpaper things and like themes where you pick emoji and it does a pattern with them and colors yeah. and and there was that thing
0: stuff. we were talking about, it, right? That like what Montgomery reported didn't seem right in that like there are some um lock screens that are like weather lock screens and it just shows the weather right but right. that's a choice that you can make it's not like the only thing you can use your own imagery and i'm intrigued to see like i don't know about like will people be able to like make images that are like this you know like where the time can go behind them like could i make in photoshop something and put some data in and make it available i don't know right i don't know um i, I don't know if we mentioned it uh but the, the 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 widgets on the home screen they literally are complications like it's been confirmed it's the same code yeah. so you know apps that have watch components you'll be able to put this information in there um i don't know right now like if you can do anything special specifically for the lock screen stuff um but it's possible to to actually have this available like you know if you have a a, a, a a apple watch complication you can add it to this little area and it's fantastic like i love it i think it's great this is such a good
1: example of apple because the cuz think about it who who does big consumer operating systems and there's like microsoft has windows and google has android Apple has iOS, Mac OS, uh-huh. iPad OS, TV OS, watch OS, maybe other OSs to come, right? The only way it can maintain all of those is by trying to create this um, fairly common platform, uh, giving developers tools that can be reused, tools it can reuse itself. like this is this is how Apple is capable of maintaining all of this stuff. So when you see something like complications being on the iPhone home screen, it's like, well, yeah. Why would you invent a new thing that does exactly what the other thing does? Widgets is the same way, right? Like widgets, yep. if if Apple makes a that rumor about like a, a, a HomePod with a screen, right? Like I'll eat my hat. I won't actually, but just as a ter- point of phrase, if it doesn't do things like reuse widgets. Because why would you build mm-hmm. a new thing uh-huh. to have ambient information when you've already built the thing and it's uh-huh. called widgets or it's called complications so it makes a lot of sense for these things to to be reused and I'm glad that they are reusing them because no developer wants to say wait a second you built a different thing that's just like complications but isn't so I have to do all new work and like no you don't You we already did this and we've had it for several years and everybody understands how it works and here it is on the on the lock screen.
0: We didn't get interactive widgets what we did nope. get is something that's halfway between a notification and a widget, and they're called live activities.
1: Live activities.
0: And they were shown off as like, hey, if sports, there's some sports going on, <laughs> you know, and you want the scores of the sports? Well, yeah. here's a notification. Instead of getting like 20 notifications of everything happening on the sports, you can just get one notification and it will right. update over time.
1: Well, so like the MLB app and in another... um Another era, they probably would have been on stage to demo this. But in the MLB app, one of the things you can do is say, um, "For my favorite team, notify me when the score changes." Right, and that that means that every time anybody scores in a baseball game, you get a separate push notification. Mm-hmm. When what you really want is put the score of the Giants game on my notification screen, right? Like that's what you really want. But since that wasn't available, they're just pushing out a notification every time somebody crosses home plate. And so with live event or live activities, um, stuff like that, and there's probably lots of other data classes that are like this, where you're really just monitoring an event on your home screen or, or on your lock screen. You're not it's not about notifications. It's about monitoring the status of something. Uh, Uh, so this is a great example of, of, um, thinking about this and looking at how people use and abuse notification center and push notifications and say, all right, we need to give them something. So they stop doing this because nobody is happy here. The apps aren't happy that they're sending all those notifications. The users aren't happy that they're getting them. We're not happy that the notification center is full of junk. Uh-huh. Let's build something to solve this. And, and that looks like what live activities is.
0: Mike was in the Discord. We stream live. We stream in this on live. Uh, you can always check it out, uh, relay.fm. live If you're a Relay FM member, especially if it's bought Upgrade Plus, you get access to our Discord. Not especially, including, but I'm just saying, especially. I got COVID brain. What do you want from me? Yeah. This is going to be my excuse maybe for the, for the next, next year. two weeks or something. COVID brain. What do you yeah. want from me? Okay. Um, Mike says this would be cool for flights. And I agree with that. Yes. So like I use Flytie. I love Flytie. Oh, but I love sends so many so notifications, many notifications. <laughs> so many. And God. I want them you can you can you mm-hmm. can turn stuff off, but it's just a lot of notifications, right? Like and I would love one little live activity
1: just gives me the with information your I need it when I need right, it. Right, cuz like I mean? hey, like it's on a. It's at a different gate. Hey Mike, it's going to be one minute Did late. Did you know, hey, Mike, Jason? The flight on plan time. has hey, been Mike, filed? It's going to be one minute late again. <laughs> hey, I love fly, the information. They the flight plan. It's just. It's just a lot of it. You hey, know. oh, the equipment changed. It's a slightly different flight. I've updated the flight number. <laughs> like okay, you know, I, again, Flighty is amazing. It really is an oh, amazing it's one app. One of my I favorite it apps. It's so frigging good. That's a great example yeah. that is not sports related. Of I just want the live information about my flight, not. Eighty notifications Mm -hmm. about what's going on with my flight. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The lock screen.
0: Yeah, actually, you know, we were saying you were saying about like with the lock screen stuff. You know, oh, this is building on from work a couple of years ago. But something that has received year over year work is focus modes, and focus and the lock screen stuff has been tied in together. So in a way that different focus modes can set different home screens, it can also set different lock screens, which is great. And there were two features that that we got. One was my dream feature for focus modes, which is a vastly streamlined setup process, which now gives you the option of everything opt-in or everything opt-out, like just from the beginning. So at the moment with focus modes, you have to say everything that you want to be added into that focus mode, Right. But now with focus modes, you can say, hey, just remove these five apps from this focus mode. So I think that's fantastic. And also there's a thing called focus filters. So if you're in a focus mode inside of applications, it can give you different info. So it showed like, for example, in messages, if you're in a work focus, You won't see any personal messages. you just see your work-related messages. I don't know exactly how you tell messages, what the work-related messages are, but I'm sure there's a way. Mm. Um, But the best thing about this, and this is what I was hoping for, but I didn't think I would get this soon... Is some APIs for focus modes, so developers can build these focus filters into their applications. So, for example, let's imagine Slack. <laughs> like Slack would add anything, but let's imagine Slack. <laughs> you know, you could say like, when I'm <laughs> when I'm in this focus mode, I only see this Slack. You know what I mean? So, I think that yeah. I think this is awesome. Or email, right? Like, if I'm in, if I'm in work focus, I see my work email. If I'm in personal focus, I see my personal email. Stuff like that. Man, I'm so excited for these things to be added. Like these are excellent, excellent additions to a already pretty good system, and I'm very I mean I haven't spoken to Gray yet, but I can't wait to talk to Gray to see what he thinks yeah. about this. I'm pretty sure he's going to be pretty jazzed.
1: yeah, it, it's good to see you know, we've said it so many times, but it, it is not the most dispiriting thing about being excited about a new OS feature. Is when you get excited, but see all the places it should go, and then a year or two pass, and there's never, there's no changes. You're like, well, wait a second. Do they think it's done? Because mm. it was clear on day one that that it needed to. This was a good first try, and there needed to be more. And so, for something like Focus Mode, it's actually. And I wonder if some of that is either that the, that it got traction, or that it's part of a bigger picture thing. Which I think, if you look at the lock screen, that may be what's really going on here. Is this is part of a larger. Idea where focus mode and and customization and and theming and all of these things kind of can go together in different ways where you're basically setting different states of your device yeah I know for many years you have wanted shared photo libraries you know there are these things that we stopped talking about because they're uh-huh. never going to happen. There's it's a like bunch we, of
0: things in this keynote that I was like, we stopped talking about this a long time ago. They
1: settled a lot of family business today. Yeah, they did. W- when we talk about here are the things we didn't pick, right?
0: Like they're always in the list because we're like, well, we we picked these 20 times before, you know?
1: Exactly. So this is where we get iCloud shared photo library. And I, I talked to the photos team like five years ago mm-hmm. and said you know (laughs) families take pictures like my wife has got her account and i've got my account we take pictures and we have to like every year have the ceremonial merging of the importing of the photos from one person to the other Mm -hmm. um and then with the kids it's like do you want to share some photos or not and they said we understand the issues the problem is how you solve it how you implement it and I always felt like that was that was right. It is complicated. It's not as easy as just saying you turn it on and everybody, every photo you take is shared among your family, right? Because you don't want that. But so much time passed where they didn't address this. And it seems like such a fundamental issue. So, you know, I I laughed when the problem was described on stage I I think that was Craig and he was like you know sometimes uh, different people in a family take photos and they want to share them like yes Craig yes we (laughs) know did you know know about this did you know (laughs) that this is the case so it was one of those it actually felt very infomercial like to me it's like you know sometimes I just can't cut this tomato and it really bothers me I need help it's like here's a sharp knife (gasps) hey thanks that'll right it's like yes we know the problem what is your solution and the answer was iCloud Shared Photo Library. It's like a... a, It's it's another photo library aside your user photo library, and you can put things into it. And what I like about it is it does address all of those issues, which is you can choose when to start uh, from. So you can say, like, before this date where I didn't know we were doing this, I'm not going to share those photos. (laughs) You can choose what you share. Um, It's got some intelligent things like... Um, saying for when I'm in the vicinity of the other people in my family, those events will be shared. You can do it that way. You can add things to the library easily. You can set them when you're taking the pictures. You can set the status to whether it's shared or not. Um, Just a whole bunch of different ways to do it. And I'm sure that there will be – like it's – it's complicated. I'm sure there'll be some story at some point which is like some teenager took a uh selfie, a, like a nude selfie and it went in the family photo library and oh boy, they got in trouble, right? That's going to happen, yeah. but the the fact is like just the just the fundamental of like parents uh you know, a, a couples who want to you know who share their photo library except they are incapable of it and and being able to do it like this is a this is a great feature i wish it had come five years ago i'm happy that they've done it and that they have taken care in doing it because Mm -hmm. i think just a blanket sharing is not good enough or even a when your face shows up like that's one feature But I think for some companies, that's the solution is if we detect the photos of people, we share that photo. And it's like it needs to be more than that. There needs to be more user control and there needs to be more intelligence to it. So I'm looking forward to checking this feature out. But um, I'm even more than that looking forward to no longer having the ceremonial emerging of the photo libraries when we're making our calendars at the end of the year.
0: Messages got a bunch of stuff and the first three features they said were like the most across request, requested three features and every single one of them i cheered editing of messages sure amazing retracting of messages mm-hmm. also amazing markers on red come on come on craig you're spoiling us I have wanted a markers on red feature for a long oh, yeah. time. Friends of the show, Matt Bischoff, wrote a great article about, like a blog post about this once. It's been in my notes to to talk about on the show for a while, but I never got to it because honestly, I didn't think there was going to be uh,
1: uh, uh, any speed needed. Well, for this. And, the, and there's the cultural issue, right? Of like, if you're using um, red receipts or read receipts, however yeah. that's pronounced, we debated that. Uh-huh. If you're using that feature... And something is marked as red. You know, so sometimes you haven't read it, and you want to mark it as unread again. I don't know. Does it un does it mark it as know. unread on the other end I don't too? Know. But
0: I kind of don't care at the same time. Like it, this is for it's me, like, right? Like this is
1: like like a meal, email message, right? It's the same yeah. thing. It's like no, I, I I need to read this later. I haven't read it now. Don't mark. Don't put the little dot next to it, uh-huh. or take the don't take the dot away. Put the dot back, and so you can put the dot back. And well, sometimes I accidentally
0: open a message when I just you know yeah. like, and I, I just wanted to say like. What is it's not 3D Touch, whatever it's called now. Peek and Pop? I don't even remember what the name of it is. Yeah, anymore. I don't know. But like I do that to messages, and sometimes I accidentally then open the message, and I want to deal with it later on. Uh, yeah, I think this is just like a little thing, but just awesome. Uh, also, a great feature, I think, because I was talking about this a bunch on Connected recently. We were talking about SharePlay because I was convinced yeah. nobody was using SharePlay. Oh, and yeah, I asked yeah. Connected listeners to write in and tell me what they use SharePlay for. And i got loads of people writing in. But the big thing that I was saying is like, so much of this stuff sounds great, but I don't want to have to be on a FaceTime call with someone yeah. constantly. So they added SharePlay to messages. To yes, messages, genius.
1: This should have right, been because, in the first version. Because maybe what we want to do is watch a movie with a friend uh-huh. and have a little text chat going on yeah but I don't need to have voice or video I just don't need it constantly. so, so this is yeah. superb
0: like this for me I I'm agree. now I'm like hmm I actually might use this feature now because, like, this is what I wanted. Like, I, I yeah. if me and Jason wanted to watch a movie together, like, say we do it a mic at the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't it be fun if we watched it together? Yes, but do does Jason need to see me for two hours while I'm watching the movie? He doesn't need to. Definitely, do that. that's not. not necessary. Definitely mm-hmm. not. Right? He's looking at me right now. It's a sorry state, you know. And this he is unnecessary. He doesn't want a... this, but he's got a video of me right now. Like, we hadn't mentioned this. I can see Jason, and he can see me. Um, yeah. my my view is less exciting. You um, got uh,
1: some art uh, some hotel room art on the wall behind you.
0: Looks kind of like a coronavirus, to be honest. I mean, it's, this is how they know. This is the mark on the wall
1: that they put. Oh, I know? see. They put that in there once you once you test positive, I am wearing
0: it? a Dongletown T-shirt though, so you know.
1: That's good. I like it. You're flying the flag. It's it's good. You know what we didn't get is uh improvements to tap backs.
0: Now, I was hoping it was going to be one of those things that people were like, "Hey, it's in there," but I haven't seen anybody talk about that. No. I wanted it. I,
1: I, I'm glad they're paying attention to messages. I uh-huh. really am. I just wanted there to be more uh, tap back options. Collaboration on documents in messages. I don't understand this feature yet. Like I feel like this is one of those things where I need to ch- kind of understand what this means, you know that like I, I don't know if anybody's going to use this feature or not, but it's an interesting idea. The idea is that if you are collaborating using any of the kind of uh, ways you can do document collaboration like mm. in in pages or some or keynote or places like that, right? and that's all. you've already got that concept in iCloud, what this basically does is say you can tie a messages thread to the participants in the document collaboration. So it's kind of, think of it as, this is the Google Docs chat. I think it's kind of like that. Yeah. It's, it's a way for you to tie two different parts of Apple's kind of communication infrastructure into one, or tie them together, is how I read that.
0: I did like the demo when everyone was on FaceTime and they were like, they're moving from app to app. I thought that was kind of cool. I I don't I don't really work with people like that anymore, but I like know people do, and maybe occasionally I would, you know. Uh, I just thought it was it was a nice demo, you know, like hey, we're on the pages. Oh, now we're gonna go to the website, and here's some more tap. Like it was a nice demo, right? But this is one of those things that unless a lot of third-party developers add it at uh, Google, Microsoft, right? Like, if they don't add this feature, like, it's going to be hard to get everyone on board, right? Like, this is awesome if all of your work is done in Apple apps. but like Yeah, it feels like an iWork
1: uh, feature.
0: And, like, my question genuinely is, I don't even think Apple work will work this way, right? Does does the corporate Apple communication happen inside of messages? I, I actually doubt I don't it, know. you know? yeah um, so like this is this is one of those like ideal world kind of situations but in an ideal world uh looks great Wallet it got a bunch of time uh and actually it was kind of cool uh i i again i'm expecting a lot of this is probably us only for now um but we'll find out they showed up a bunch of new partners for the tap to pay feature and that's coming soon apple pay later was introduced i was not expecting this to happen at wwdc really uh, but it seems like they've done a great job of it, right? Like, developers, merchants do nothing. You pay four payments. And it looks like Apple just handles the whole shebang. Like, And it, wherever you pay for right. something, you could do this. And do you know what? I thought to myself, I would use this. Like, why not? I would use this feature. Like I would split like some purchase over, over four months. Why not?
1: Let's just go for it. It's or not six over weeks. four Sorry, months, six though. Six it's over weeks. six weeks. That's see, it. that's the thing. Is it's yeah. not but still, four payments over four months. It's four payments over six weeks. So but it's a still, more- like that's the best part
0: of two months, right? At least two paydays for a lot of people. Like, yeah. I, It seems like one of those features where there is no downside to me as long as I know I can afford it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that can be the problem with some of these features. And this is another one like Apple Card. I'm intrigued to see how does Apple handle the I'm not going to pay you part, right? Like that's going to be really intriguing because this is Apple again, and more than Apple card, it seems getting into this world, right? Like this is from everything we've heard of the acquisitions and all that kind of stuff. This seems to be much more Apple doing this than Goldman Sachs or whatever. Right. So I'm intrigued to see how this goes. Uh, Apple pay order tracking. That's cool. Um, uh, You know, why not?
1: Yeah, there's like an API. I guess they said they're going to tie it to Shopify, but it's Uh the idea that if you buy something using Apple Pay, you can um, look up the order information using, you know, by setting up something with an API to do that, Uh which is interesting. They want everything to, they want to bring everything into the wallet there. Uh, There's sharing of keys. So like house Mm -hmm. keys, hotel
0: keys, like the digital versions. That was cool. And I like the ID verification thing. So where the ID card thing is supported, you could use ID verification inside of apps without needing to give a bunch of information. So like if you were buying alcohol, you could verify your identification in an with Face ID, and it would just tell the app, "Yeah, you're old enough." I thought it was nice.
1: Yeah, that's a. I think some of that is is a messaging thing that they want to be clear about. Because mm-hmm. when Apple announced this, because they said. You know, it's in two states. It's like Maryland and Arizona now are using this, but that a bunch more are uh, are coming. Uh, Eleven more are coming. And everybody's like, you should never, you know, share your phone with the, with the cops or whatever. And it's like, that's not how this works. It's an NFC transaction. Um, So you're tapping and presenting them with information and the information itself is privacy protected. It's only giving the information that is required in the context. So when they mention it here, this is them sort of trying to educate people about the idea that um, when you're asked for your ID, when you're buying alcohol, your digital ID isn't going to give them information about you, including even your birth date. All it will do is say, yes, I can verify this person is over the Mm -hmm. age that you're asking about. That's it. Mm-hmm. which is
0: good i think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's yep.
1: great like i you know we've all
0: done this in the more these days right verification for things uh using apps and stuff like that you know like this place that i'm staying in right now i had to do like a face scan verification and upload my passport image to them and all that kind of stuff because there's no wow. like check-in desk it's like a service department complex so like there was nobody to check my id or whatever or like, um, you know, like bank applications, things like that. Wouldn't it be way better if I never need to give anybody that information now and just my iPhone can just be like, yep, he's good, you know? I think that's awesome. Um, the Home app. Oh, man, was I happy. Full redesign of the Home app. It's like they listened to everything I had to say yeah.
1: about what's what I think is wrong with the Home app. Well, last week, we, yeah. we said, you got to redo the Home app. And they said, yeah. okay, well... We'll work on that in the next week, and we'll get some. Yeah, it's incredible to how right fast away, they right work. Away. You know, that's I'm yeah, very so, impressive. They pulled, burned the bit, midnight oil there to do the yes, full redesign. Yeah. One, One page, page for all of
0: devices and rooms. That's the big thing yeah. I wanted. Get rid yeah. of the idea of a page for every room. Just show me everything mm-hmm. with filters that they had at the top, the so you can tap a button yep. for lights. And we're like, oh, that's
1: great. Super good. I can't wait for this. And they spent a lot of time on Matter, right? They did. They did. That's for those of us who are not avidly following the Matter Alliance. They, they explained what the Matter Alliance was and, and why it uh, matters. Oh, God.
0: Second WWDC in a row where they've had to explain the Matter Alliance. G- Jason, a yep. little prediction now. Will we get to a third WWDC where Apple has to explain the Matter Alliance about it
1: having launched? Yes or no? No, no. It'll, you think it'll it'll it's going to come before? Yeah. I think we've had the year delay on matter, and now it'll actually show up. I hope you're right. Under your Christmas tree, you're going to get a matter under your Christmas tree. Congratulations! It's a matter.
0: Before we move on, because we've got a lot to cover, we're still not going to get to everything. There was, you know, you get like two little things that I've been seeing people tweet about. Uh, iOS 16 adds landscape Face ID to iPhone, Mm. so that's coming to some iPhone models. uh, So that you'll be able to get it's, it's. uh, iPhone twelve and thirteen is limited to, okay. so you'll be you won't have to have the same orientation anymore. I think that's really good. Uh, and then also, there's a haptic vibration has been or taptics has been added to the keyboard on iOS. Interesting. So as you type, it goes like you know, a lot of Android phones have done this, and I actually find it quite satisfying. And I'm I'm pretty excited to see what it feels like with Apple's great taptic engine. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll see. This episode is brought to you by Bombas. Bombus' mission is simple, to make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. Bombas desired their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every single day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. Let me tell you, Jason, I agree. I'm wearing Bomba socks, and boy, do I want some comfort right now, and they are making Mm. my feet very comfortable. I am very happy with them. I love my Bomba socks, and they love me. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options, like comfy performance styles made with sweat-wicking yarns, which mean your feet stay cool while the rest of you work it up a sweat. And their no-show socks are designed for comfort while being specifically engineered to never fall down. So let your ankles be free and soak up the sunlight. Free those ankles. That's what Bombas wants you to know. Free the ankles, you know. Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weights that he hang just right. Bombas' underwear is breathable, fits well, and has a barely there feel. that might make you forget they're even there, but in a good way. And did you know that socks, underwear, and T-shirts—they're the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters. That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. So go to bombas.com/upgrade and get 20% off your first purchase. That's b-o-m-b-a-s.com/upgrade for 20% off. One last time, bombas.com/upgrade. Our thanks to Bombas for their support of this show and Relay FM. Oh, baby. iPad OS. Here we go. Oh, baby. Here we go.
1: They left it last and I was like, are they going to do it it, though? Are they actually going to do it? I knew it. And you know how I knew it? I knew it because they announced a feature for Mac OS called Stage Manager. Mm -hmm. And I turned to Dan Morin, who was sitting next to me, and I said, that's the iPad feature. Yeah. And sitting in front of me was Steven and, um, and Sparky. Uh-huh. And they both turned around and looked at me and nodded. And we we're all like, yeah, we we know. We know. <laughs> it's like, I Stephen see what you're turns doing to you and says,
0: that's the iPad feature. And then David turns to Steven and says, that's the iPad. You know, it's like that's a little chain. Going, over there. No,
1: they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're we getting what you're putting down. And uh, because it just was like, this is interesting that they did this in Mac OS. Uh-huh. And I think as a Mac user, um, watch out, a big column column pitch idea coming down your way you know i like to look for column ideas um the failure of full screen mode i know some people like full screen mode on the mac but i think it's i think it's kind of a failure mm. because so many of the great things about the mac are about multi-layered windows, yeah. and yeah. so even when I use something like Logic, where I'm almost always using it in full screen, I'm grabbing files from the desktop and stuff, yeah. and you're in there, and you're like, "Oh no, now I have or to get I out."
0: Grab the size thing, just shrink it down because when want to just see something else for a minute. Like so, for example, when I'm putting yeah. in the chapters for this show, I kind of just shrink the, the the Logic window a bit, move the Safari window over so I can see Google
1: Docs, so I can just make sure right. I got all the chapters.
0: It's, it's just that like flexibility, right?
1: Right, and full screen mode is is this very strict thing which is just like, no, it's, it's one window and that's it. And so they do stage manager and I'm thinking, okay, this is, not only do I think this is going to be an iPad feature, but I also think that this is Apple saying full screen mode's not quite right. And the fact that they did the demo and they said, ah, but what about your desktop? Well, click out on the desktop and then you go away and you just drag it in and drag it over. And, and I'm like, okay, this is trying to, find a better way to do something that's full It's full screen-ish, but it's also, if you want it to be, it's multi-windows in a set together. Yeah, it's
0: more like focused than full screen, right? Yeah. But like full screen was supposed to be, hey, you're focused on one thing, but like, no. Or like spaces, except it's in yeah. one space. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it you is can see really, all the different things. It's like things. if you took full screen mode and iPad multitasking and spaces and mission control and put them all together yeah stage manager pops out right
1: and and stage manager is a brand new thing and it's weird and i'm not entirely this is one of those features mike where i look at it and i think i bet it doesn't look like this in september i bet i bet they make changes based on feedback uh, like safari last year where it's going to be like "Hmm, some of this stuff is like why does it look like that it looks a little weird
0: the way that those apps look on the side i was like uh, from the people who gave you Coverflow and desktop stacks. Yeah. Here comes Stage Manager. There's something about it where it's like it looks old.
1: And in Superman Two, right where they or Superman, where they they uh they put the criminals in the Phantom Zone, and it's like a two dimensional thing. It's like that. The the mm-hmm. your windows are trapped in the Phantom Zone on the side of the screen until you bring them back. Anyway, so they do stage manager, and I'm like, well, this is an intriguing Mac thing. Uh, but- James
0: Humpson and the Discord. You can turn off the side windows.
1: Oh, you can turn off the side windows. Interesting.
0: I don't know what it, what's left. Yeah, um, but maybe it's just like i don't know
1: icons or something i don't know yeah well we'll see um because we haven't used any of this stuff yet of course anyway the other big story though is stage manager's like oh this is also the solution to the ipad isn't it and it is and it's more than i thought mike it's more than i thought because it's not just uh a a multi-windowing mode or, or tiling or something like that it's the because windows can have buddies and things you can say i want these two things together and it kind of it does it doesn't quite tile them cuz it's like overlapping but also kind of tiled Um, it's really interesting and I I don't know whether it's going to be great or Mm. maddening in practice Mm. but the idea is that you can have floating windows and you can resize them on iOS and you can have multiple windows from Mm -hmm. the same app or from different apps and they all live together happily up to four at a time It and you can switch between the different sets and if you're going to do that we have to say the other part of it which is if you're going to do that well guess what you can plug in your display and do it on a big external display and have four apps or four windows on that display and four different ones on your iPad screen and it all still works. And that it is, is the thing. They went the more whole way. than I ever They expected. went
0: the whole way. And I, I can't believe way. that they was like, for so many years, right? We're going back like five years or something. Like, oh, no, 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 two. And it may be a little one on the side. Let's not, right. you know, let's not get mad about this. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, what about freely resizing, overlapping, app pairs, you can hook up to external display. Hey, do you want scaling? We can make your whole iPad yeah. screen smaller if you want.
1: Like, I like. Yeah, we heard you I'll like Windows, so we you got you mind. a lot yeah. of Windows. It's wild. Uh, I can't and, wait to play with this. And and the thing that I think is the key for probably people at Apple and for iPad users to get over the hump is it's a feature you turn on in Control Center. So if you don't want to see it, you never have to see it. Mm-hmm. which is good because you need the iPad to have a fundamentally yep. usable single window mode. It's, it's Mark Gurman's Pro mode, right? He's been it is, talk, it it this is, is Pro mode. mode.
0: Because you can still use all the other stuff. It's all still there. They didn't get rid of anything. Nothing's been replaced, but you can now go into this extra special mode, right? Like, And I'm like, yeah, this is fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to play with it. Um, I have an iPad Air now because I don't have an M1 iPad. Ah, uh,
1: yes. I and mean, so, this is an M1 feature.
0: Mm-hmm, there's a best buy, not too far. Um, my wonderful wife, Adina, who I would say is just taking the most care of me. She went out today and she got me an iPad. <laughs> so that's going to be what I'm going to do for the next couple of days because I ain't got nothing else to do, baby. Jason. Yeah, just right. sitting here in this friggin' hotel room. So, do you I'm have a gonna, keyboard for it? <laughs> I, I actually, I brought my um 11-inch iPad Pro because I was thinking, oh, I expect they're going to do something. What I didn't think about was like my 2018 iPad Pro. That's not, that's not, that's not got that's, enough beef in no. it, you know? So, but so at least I got the magic keyboard. So, got that. Um, that's good. Because I can just switch those over and uh, I'll be, I'll be playing around with it. You're going to be power
1: sliding through with Windows and apps. And- oh, yeah.
0: De- okay. So, here's the thing that I feel like I don't have a, a lot, a grasp of yet. And mm-hmm. I think it might be for you a reason help. this thing called desktop class. Desktop class, it yes. seems like what they did was like, this feels to me very much like a pro workflow group exercise. I don't even,
1: I don't even think it's pro workflow group. I, so here's what I think, and okay. I don't know this for sure, but it, what it sounds like to me is somebody went to all of the app groups at Apple mm-hmm. and said, do us a favor. Think about your app in an iPad context and think about your app in a Mac context. Are there things that you're withholding on the iPad? And if there are, consider whether that makes sense, right? Because it wasn't a edict that all features on the Mac had to be on the iPad. And, And the iPad apps, the problem is that iPad apps were originally iPhone apps. And so they made lots of decisions to simplify them because a little phone is not the best place for implementing every single little fiddly feature of uh, Mac, right? Mm-hmm. But the iPad is different. And yet, it, and, and I know I've experienced this before with things like numbers or keynote where you say, Oh, they use the same file format and they sync over iCloud. But there's this one thing that I can't mm. do on the iPad. I can only do this one sometimes esoteric feature on the Mac because it's just not there and there's no, and why? Cause it's the iPad is perfectly capable. So it sounds to me like basically they went to everybody who has apps <laughs> at Apple and said, could you think about this one and make a concerted effort to get your iPad app to have those features if they make sense on iPad. And I'm sure not all Mac features make sense on iPad, but it sounds to me like this was more about like, uh an effort to get everybody to try and make the iPad apps feel more capable like their Mac equivalents after the natural evolutionary process led them to not quite be all the way there so it's a it, they did a big scrolling list it seems kind of scattershot but that seems to be what it really was is more like hey everybody Mm. Think about this one for this release. This is one of the things we'd like you to do for this next app release, next OS release. Is get your apps iPad versions to have as much functionality compar you know, that's similar to the Mac as as makes sense, right? It's not not forced, but that makes sense for the mm-hmm. iPad. And we'll see what that means in practice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is this? I need to. I
0: need. It felt like there's a lot of stuff, right? A lot of little bits and bobs, and I'm intrigued. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's like.
1: literally they built this thing for iOS and eventually it became an iPad app and they like there were features that they're like, mm. well that's too complicated, so they left them off and they never put them back and they never really thought about it. And they're like, Oh yeah, we should probably put that in there too. And so now it's in there. And it's it's not a conspiracy against the iPad or anything. It's literally just the way that the app evolved. It was it started from such a simpler place. And somebody in management at Apple said, Why don't we um Everybody's iPad app should be a little bit more powerful. If they if if they are if they are wanting compared to the Mac version, you should mm-hmm. think about whether there's a reason, a good reason for that or not. And if there isn't, maybe put those features on the iPad. There's a weather app, okay.
0: Bigger news: Weather Kit. So this isn't necessarily yeah. an iPad thing, uh, but Apple have announced they are making a weather API. Uh, they're charging for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Which makes sense, but it seems like I think I saw underscore tweet about David this.
1: Smith says it's half the price of what he was paying Dark Sky. Yeah,
0: so I mean, and and I saw uh, Brian Muller of Carrot Weather say that uh, <laughs> he uses more than twenty million calls a month, which is, blah. but so mm-hmm. and that's what the the pricing seems to max out at right now. I wouldn't be surprised if like. Apple will have a conversation with you, right? Like, and they already know who those people are, maybe. Right. Um, But yeah, they're making a weather kit API. And I'm really happy about this because I was worried Dark Sky was going to go away. And Dark
1: Sky is my preferred data source for weather. We talked about it two years ago. Yes. When Apple bought Dark Sky Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the possibility that they would do it as a system API, that uh, any weather app, because like David Smith is a great example, right? David makes widgets, Mm-hmm. He does he doesn't even make a weather app. He makes widgets with weather information on them. Well he kinda he kinda built a weather app inside of Widgetsmith,
0: but that's just day for you. you know? He
1: did, because that's, that's just what he does. You know? But my point is if you're a developer and you're like, Oh, I've got this app that's really great, and whether it's a weather app or it's a utility app that has weather information in it, it's like, oh. Oh, uh, but now I have to do a subscription fee and I have to do all this stuff and I have to negotiate this with that. And it's like, well, wouldn't it be nice if since Apple bought Dark Sky, they just made that an API? And and even if they charge, which they do, and it sounds like it's a reasonable fee, but even if they charge for it, it means all you have to do is call the weather API and you don't have to go through all that trouble. And like, that's what apple should be doing on its platform is like it's it's easy for you to get weather information and put it in your app on apple's platforms now because of this and you know if assuming that that's what it is but like just saying that's apple's sort of pitch here i think that makes so much sense so um that was great to see that was that that's very cool and yeah weather app on on ipad for the first time which is nice still no calculator app james thompson's very happy about that i bet he is and and still no health app which is frustrating too oh something we talk about the move ring coming to the iphone oh yeah yeah that was a that's that's an interesting
0: that's smart right when Mm -hmm. they when they showed it i was like oh they're gonna bring them all like maybe i don't have to wear an apple watch anymore but no just the move ring and i was like but that's they can
1: use their sensors for that
0: I, I, but I thought, like, what a clever, clever like way to get people into the Apple Watch, Real right? Teaser, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. smart.
1: I like that they're yep. doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, freeform, one of several announcements that was very clearly for in an update later this year. Later right? Right? Not even, later not later even in it, yeah. the point zero. It's mm-hmm. not even going to happen then. Yeah, we'll see what this is. This is this is almost like another iWork app kind of feels of like it yeah it's like what is like an infinite
0: canvas collaborative editor collaborative, of multimedia yeah. like there are apps like this right like i've used mm-hmm. a bunch um yeah and and it's cool like i'm intrigued to see what the apple version of this kind of thing is right um
1: and the, the, i guess that's the question is is this is this a is this an app really or is it a feature that ties into yeah. other
0: apps We'll um, wait and see. It looks like yeah. it pulls a lot of Apple technology together, right? Like, well,
1: right. It's used Apple Pencil stuff, playing, for drawing, and yeah, exactly. Et cetera, et cetera. Interesting idea. This
0: episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Member4, the easiest way to sell memberships to your audience used by the biggest creators on the web. You can generate sustainable, recurring income while diversifying your revenue stream. You've heard us talk about the RelayFM membership program and Upgrade Plus. This is all powered by Member4. They make it incredibly easy for us to generate extra revenue and deliver bonus content to our members. I love Member4. I love what they've done for our business. I love that they've given me peace of mind during strange times over the last couple of years. And now we have a way to be able to deliver something that our listeners were looking for. They wanted us to be able to offer ad-free experiences, bonus content. Member4 allows us to do all of that with wonderful tools. It's really easy for people to sign up. It's really easy for people to access their bonus feeds and all that kind of stuff. And then for us, we get loads of great statistics and wonderful dashboards showing us all the information that we need. Maybe you're already producing content and relying on advertising or some other means of income. Member4 makes it really easy to diversify that with everything you need to run a membership program of your own, including custom branding, gift subscriptions, Apple Pay, free trials, private podcasts, and tons more, whilst also leaving you with full control and ownership of everything that relates to your audience, brand, and membership. You can even now send paid email newsletters directly through Memberful without needing to connect to third-party email provider. You can even publish your paid newsletter content to a Memberful-hosted members-only website, and there's no additional fee when you sign up for Memberful's pro and premium plans. Plus, you're going to save money compared to other popular hosted newsletter platforms. We send out a member's newsletter, and we now don't need to have a third party to send that. We were paying for another company so we could send out a newsletter. We don't do it anymore. We do it in Memberful. It's great. If you're a content creator, Memberful can help you monetize your passion. Get started for free at memberful.com/upgrade. If no credit card required, that's memberful.com/upgrade. Go there now and check it out. It could be the start of something exciting. thanks to our uh, thanks to Memberful for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, um, do you want to talk about the Mac or Mac OS first? What do you want to do?
1: Mm, let's talk about. Mac OS first. All Let's right. Let's
0: stick with the OS's. How about that? Mac OS Ventura.
1: What a great name. I yeah, love Ventura it. is funny. I actually did, when I was looking around to come up with things for us to pick, I didn't even put it on our list because I thought, mm-hmm. oh, you know, Apple's not going to pick that. Ventura is not a very interesting place. Again, apologies to people from Ventura, but Ventura <laughs> and Ventura <laughs> County are. Jason Snell, known hater of Ventura, California. <laughs> I just, it just never <laughs> seemed like that like that impressive a place to me they'd be like oh the jewel of california ventura Ugh. it is a good name and so i should have thought about that like maybe it doesn't matter that they they are uh they're it's not necessarily big Sur or monterey in terms of its majestic beauty it is a good name for a product so there it is ventura
0: so, obviously, the Mac, like iPad as well, benefits from a lot of features. Um, the iOS, Mac, and, you know, it's kind of interesting when yeah. they choose to talk about features, right? We're going to talk about Mail in a them. And yeah. Apple hadn't spoken about the Mail app getting a bunch of new features until we got to this part. But they was also like, oh, and it also was on those other platforms. But some stuff that was uh, specific to the Mac is some continuity features. One is FaceTime handoff, which is great. So, maybe you're on a FaceTime call, sit down on the Mac, you can switch over to your Mac's camera i made the joke uh to my wife like why would you want to do that <laughs> you go from and like you can notice when people get home because they switch to the bad webcam it's like oh you're on the mac mm. now huh and so now apple has introduced a i think good but baffling feature uh, just from like a strategy perspective called Continuity Camera. Okay, before we get there, I want to give you my
1: conspiracy theory. Oh, I love it. Give me them. You know I love conspiracy About About uh, FaceTime continuity. Uh huh. So I like FaceTime continuity. My mom sometimes picks up her uh, FaceTime call from me on her phone yeah. and then she can't get it to her iPad. And I uh-huh. like the idea of potentially being able to sort of throw your FaceTime to a different device. I like that. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. If Apple does, as it has been rumored from time to time, either FaceTime on something that's like an Apple TV or FaceTime on a screen in a HomePod that lives in the kitchen. Those those products may or may not end up existing, but those would be really good products to have – FaceTime continuity so that you could get things on or off as you wanted. So you could start a FaceTime Mm -hmm. call on your phone and then go throw it up onto the TV or whatever, right? So just saying, just a a theory, but it struck me when that feature was announced that 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 has applicability beyond what we've currently seen from Apple, and that's interesting. So continuity camera is like some
0: of these apps and services you've seen, um, which have now all completely been Sherlocked which yep. allows you to connect your iPhone wirelessly. I don't know if they have a wired option too, but wirelessly to your Mac to use its camera as your webcam. And they have a bunch of interesting features. They use some of the portrait stuff to do lighting. They can do blurring. But the the blew my mind the desk view feature Yeah. where they're using the ultra-wide.
1: It uses the ultra-wide and it crops out of that a picture of your face And separately, it looks straight down and does a picture of your desktop like you've got an overhead camera.
0: I I need to see this for myself because I I
1: cannot understand the physics of this part. And then, well, it's all, that widescreen, that wide-angle camera really does, the ultra-wide captures all sorts of things. But then you've got to do a lot of modification to it in order to get it to to look like it does. But it's pretty clever. Yeah. I, I think... Also, let's throw in there, they're working with Belkin on mounts because- it's hilarious. If, as somebody who's used Camo for a couple of years, which is an app that does this that has been Sherlocked as of mm-hmm. today, um, Camo, uh, their writers did a whole blog about like, what mounts should I use with this? And the whole blog is basically, there are no good mounts for this. Here are mm-hmm. some things we tried that are fine, but there, and there aren't, there are not. I bought their selection. It's not very good. If you're Apple, you just go to Belkin and say, "Hey, we're going to make this thing, so you need to come out with a line of things that can clip to various Macs from with holding various iPhones." And you know, Belkin's going to be like, "Can I sell those in the Apple Store?" And they're like, "You know it." And they're like, "All right, we're on it." You know it. It's just you do the (laughs) transaction like that. It's like, well, that. But on one level, it's like, thank goodness because now there will be good mounts for this. And then as for the Sherlocking, I, I would say it is a typical Sherlocking story where because Apple has the home field advantage it's their platform they are able to do some stuff that poor little third-party apps can't do so uh-huh. like apple because having used camo like you set it up and then don't touch the don't touch the touch screen don't touch the sleep button because then it's going to not work right and because you're you're it's facing away from you so you're not actually looking at the screen anymore and then you got to get it in the right place and you got to plug in the cable and you got to do uh-huh. all these things and apple's at least in the demo, we'll see how it is in reality, but the demo is basically like, oh, you just put it there. It knows it It doesn't matter if it's asleep or awake. It wakes itself up. It does it all wirelessly and it just works. I'm like, well, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. why I want the platform owner to do this feature yeah. because that's way better than what I was doing with Camo in order to use that beautiful, amazing iPhone camera. Because mm-hmm. let's let's be honest, even with all of the crap that Apple's gotten about the choice of using the center stage camera in the studio display, right? Even with that, Apple's webcams on the Mac are never, ever, ever ever going to be as good as the back camera on an iphone because even if
0: like when when they get better on the laptops they are going to have got equally if not
1: more so better on the iphone over that same period of time camera is such an important part of the iphone yeah and so even if yeah apple's cameras are really good like having the multiple cameras and having center stage and having all the pro or, or having a having the the the, the blurred background modes and the, the different three different cameras and like there's so much going on there that uh a mac webcam is never going to beat and certainly in the short term no mac webcam mm-hmm. is ever going to beat it and so yeah if you're your your webcam on your laptop is there to be okay mm-hmm. but if you're doing something where you want something really good use your iphone uh that's why all those apps came out to do that because that's a very clever idea yeah. <laughs> and Apple in in the best way I think of, of Sherlocking a feature said you know what you're right yeah we should we should do that and and rather than like saying no no our webcams are fine because they actually made well we'll get to it in a minute made a webcam quality claim today right <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. not like they're not making webcam co- quality claims still but they know that your iPhone's always going to be the best camera you have around so why not use it if you care about quality to that but degree? There is just yeah. something so funny to me, right? Where it's like
0: obviously you want a good, good image, so let's yeah. put this little thing over the top of your webcam <laughs> and it's your phone yeah. now instead because yeah, that's our right. webcams no. I mean, good if you enough. really care about this, don't use this, use our phone <laughs> instead. Yeah. They made a, they made true. for Mac OS Ventura a big stink about games. And I raised yeah. my eyebrows, Jason, and I was like, oh, yeah. games, huh? And what I will say is, so they've got a bunch of updates to Metal, higher quality, yep, so also Apple Silicon. It's a bunch of stuff metal, I don't understand, something, right? upscaling something, but Yep.
1: they announced No Man's Sky is coming yes. to the Mac. As an aside, they're like, oh yeah, and No Man's Sky when it comes later. I'm like, what,
0: what? Huh? Yep. And also, Jason, in the press release, also coming to iPad, which I... I cannot fathom how they're going to do that, but I am intrigued. Yeah. But also Resident Resident Evil Village. Resident Evil Village. Which is a very... So No Man's Sky is a game that's constantly being upgraded, but it's a multi-year-old game at this point. Resident Evil Village is a brand new game. It's been, I think, out within the last year or so.
1: Yeah, it came out late last year you know my friend my friend anthony johnston wrote that game he's the, he he? the head writer on that yeah
0: that's so cool
1: yeah yeah so so when when the the 11 foot tall vampire lady wins all these awards uh-huh. it's always he wrote her so oh, it's the, well, the, the voice on. artist and anthony him as the Johnson writer like has yeah.
0: created the dreams of many people uh over yeah, the know. last year or so i like, know right everyone in the game journalism world is in love with the big tall lady did you know, Jason? Didn't now Anthony
1: can play it on his Mac, so that's going to be great.
0: They're going to put the big tall lady into VR. No, I mean, come on. Everyone's
1: going to lose their minds. You know? That's right. They're, they're going go. to lose their necks because they're going to be looking up so high.
0: Because uh-huh, she's big and tall. Anyway. She's very tall.
1: If you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. Anyway. I mean, actually, no, games. don't Google it,
0: probably. Uh, probably Probably not. don't Google it. Safe search on for that. Anyway, the, the, on. the, one of the game directors from Capcom of Resident Evil Village came out, and was speaking incredibly highly of the new Metal APIs. And so, Jason? Yeah? I'm intrigued. And what I'll say yeah, is, maybe. like, what they said, I don't remember who was presenting this part from Apple's side. They were saying, like, Apple Silicon's really good, Melt's really good, and there's more Macs available than ever. And I was like, aha! Right? Like, is mm. in, the, I, I, this sounds to me like, this is what you're going and talking to Capcom about, and saying these right. things. Right? Like, look... We know that we've not been good for games in the past, but we are now, not only are our systems really powerful and can do, like they were saying, like up to 4K on the, on the Mac Studio, which is awesome, uh, like 1080p on our, for, which is fine, you know, for like for, if you're gaming on a laptop or whatever. But the, the, they are going out and saying to people, like not only can our systems handle it, we now have a larger install base than we've ever had. Right. So come back to us.
1: Also, the also you can put this game on the iPad and the iPhone. Yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah. yeah, and it will work. And you know, this also again feels to me like this is the beginning of what you need to do if you're getting ready to introduce a new system to the world, which will heavily rely on game experiences as a way it, to sell it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, you think so? Yeah, I think so.
0: Mail. I want to give you four features added to mail. Improved right.
1: search. Great. Good. They could use it. Undo <laughs> undo, undo. send. Um, yeah, I imagine that just works by you just not sending it for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Schedule send. Good, yeah. That's, that's, F- that makes sense.
0: Follow-up suggestions. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other one was like reminders slash snoozing. So they yeah. did it. They made mail modern. It only took them 10 years, but they did it. Yeah,
1: and it's the lightest touch possible, but mm-hmm. there is there is some stuff there now. It's true, it's true, and available on. Uh, even though they they said this was a Mac feature, it's actually it's on across, everything. Are you getting it yet? It's on all the platforms. Can we talk about the new MacBook Air now, please? Because you've it. seen it, it, right? I have seen. I've held one in my hands. Tell me baby. all about it. Tell me all about it. <laughs> uh, uh, M2 processor. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to talk about that new MacBook Air. It is. It's thin and light. It it, it is compared to the existing macbook air you're, you you pick it up and you're like oh this is light and how uh, this is super thin how close is this like to the macbook in that
0: thinking of like thin and light it,
1: well it, it's not because of the um dimension of the screen right i know it's, it's, like it's a physically large six right? inch but like screen, did,
0: but is it got that kind of feel like oh this is incredibly thin
1: I don't know, I think I would say it's thinner than the current MacBook Air, and mm-hmm. so it's going in the right direction there, but I wouldn't you know the the impossibly thin and light feel of something like that twelve inch MacBook was also in part because it had so much less volume mm-hmm. because it was not it was so you know it, it didn't have that big screen um but it, it i was what impressed me about it, and I really what I wanted to do was pick it up like that's what I wanted to do because I pick up. An M1 MacBook Air all the time. And so I know how I'm expecting mm-hmm. that to feel. And then I picked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's lighter. It's Ugh. thinner. It looks more modern. It's got MagSafe on it. It's got this sort of flattish sides. It looks sides. awesome. Man. It looks so looks good. really good. Like that they went with the, I'm so happy they got rid of the taper. Taper's, taper's dead to me. Yeah, I don't want taper yeah. no more. You they, know? they don't need it. It's uh-huh. all thin now. Okay. <laughs> they don't need the wedge. Yeah. It's all thin and so that's all good it's got the it's got the notch which honestly it looks so with the with the modern um styling and the bezels that are so um small and so the display goes so far out to the edges it looks really good it's still got all the other things that sort of you expect in the macbook air but it feels thinner and lighter here's my complaint mike
0: no one will ever be able to explain this to me
1: it comes in four not colors. This is absolutely <laughs> unacceptable to me. It comes in silver. Yeah, you're silver. You know silver. I know you silver. Know. Silver's, Silver's been my around friend. a long time. I love silver. You know. It's got it's got your space gray. God. Kind of a new entry space gray. Kind of a middle aged color. <laughs> it's been around a little while. It's sort of a just a dim silver, but it is a different color. And we were very excited to get the the, the space gray. It's got starlight everyone's
0: favorite which is basically
1: goldy silver Uh a it's silver with a yellow undertone instead of a blue undertone essentially and the fourth color that's not a color is midnight i don't look
0: why come on all right, so it's,
1: it's the two old colors and the two new colors, which I'm, I'm fascinated because I did not think we would get them together. I thought they would do one or they would do the other, and instead they did both. They did all four together, these two pairs. But here's my thing. Okay, Starlight is the Goldie thing. I get that. I get that. Silver is a classic. I get that. Where I come down as being a little baffled is Space Gray versus Midnight, because first off, Midnight looks great. Midnight is what Space Gray... Should have been. It's kind of like, it looks bluey. Is it kind of blue It's a, it's, oh oh, yeah, a little. I mean, I wouldn't call it blue. I would call it blue, black, blue, black, black,
0: blue. Blue, black is an ink color. It's very, you know, we have blue, black a lot. It is,
1: it is really dark. And I think that's what it has going for it. I'm just really disappointed that they didn't do at least one somewhat fun color that feels like a color Mm -hmm. but um that didn't happen so i was very surprised i i I don't get it man i didn't think we'd get we get silver and space gray and starlight and midnight but that's what we got what makes the IMAX so special you know
0: That's just what I don't understand. Look, I know people are going to write in and they're going to go supply chain and it's like difficult. uh, That's what I was
1: going to say is I think the part of it might be that this might not be the time to release a a laptop with eight SKUs. Right. And and that may be true, but. But that decision. Space Gray can go. Just kick it out. Just kick out Space Gray and put in a green there. It's not like the last
0: three months they were like, oh, we better change all those colors. Right. Yeah. This right. decision no, no. was made a long time ago. And plan, it's plan just disappointing along. to yeah. me because I wanted mm-hmm. an orange laptop, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I don't really, I don't but understand
1: what's happened here. I, I just, I could accept them saying we're not going to do six different colors plus silver. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that it's not even, there isn't even like one. Yeah, they didn't do any colors. That is like the pop one. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we got silver and and Starlight and midnight and you know green or yellow or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's just not um that said if i had to pick today what do i want midnight baby i want i want that it it gave me it gave me the black macbook vibes right it's like i want I, i have been so disappointed with space gray as a color because it's 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 if you're in a room without a silver apple product and you look at the space gray you think it's the silver Mm -hmm. and then the silver walks in and you're like oh you're slightly darker than that but it's just not the midnight there's no denying what it Mm -hmm. is you're like oh yeah okay so i I i'll go for that i guess but i'm disappointed that there isn't at least one even if it wasn't the color i chose even if it was product red or something you Mm. you know i i wouldn't get a red laptop i'm not going to do that for reasons that we've discussed in the show red things don't come into my house um (laughs) If I can, if I can get choose it, they stay we're... out. Get out, red, red thing, out, out. What is, uh, so does it take off that... Take what? off that red shirt. Take go. off that red shirt. That's right. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, but I would have been happy that there was a color in there. Maybe there's hope, Mike. Maybe yeah. this is going to be like where they come out with the iPhone and six months later they're like, oh, now mm-hmm. in green. Maybe we'll get like a purple MacBook Air. But let's for the let's, let's, pull back.
0: let's pull back. Let's pull back. Let's because we've kicked this thing into the ground now.
1: Yep. This looks like an excellent laptop. It's it looks amazing. Like it really I does. cannot wait to it see one of these things. I'm very jealous of you. And keep in mind the the M1 MacBook Air as great a laptop as it mm. was because it had the M1 and when compared mm-hmm. to the iMac or the uh, Intel MacBook Air, the difference was so great. Mm-hmm. It was the first wave of products put out for Apple Silicon and therefore it was just the Intel shell with the intel stuff taken out and apple silicon stuff put in so it was not designed for apple silicon it just got it this is designed for apple silicon so this is designed knowing what the power envelope is going to be um and how well it can run without a fan because it's fanless um which you know the MacBook Pro that they announced today cuz they did announce an update to the 13-inch MacBook Pro that's an M2 it's got a fan so if if you're doing sustained graphics like playing it. a game or something hmm. then then it makes a difference but for the most part you don't even need the fan you just with the MacBook Air it's still going to be very fast and they got to design around knowing that they were on Apple silicon this time which is why it is thinner and lighter and can do all those things and it is Beautiful, right? Because it is. Remember when Apple tried to kill the MacBook Air, right? Remember that mm-hmm. they came out with a MacBook and they didn't update the MacBook Air for a while, and finally there was that event in Brooklyn where they said, "All is, you know, uh, all is forgiven." MacBook Air, we fixed the keyboard, we brought it back. It's great again, and that was such a great moment because it was. It felt like people wouldn't let the MacBook Air die. Like Apple wanted to sell them a MacBook Pro or a MacBook, and everybody just kept buying that non Retina MacBook Air, and they're like. Right. There was, they, they, they changed the retina before they fixed the keyboard. But um, it was just a moment of like, oh, the people spoke and the people said, we're not buying your other laptops. We're buying the MacBook Air. We've come a long way. And this one is – it feels like a MacBook Air even though it doesn't have some of the qualities of it. It's not just playing the hits. It, it, it is a new product. It's got, the, it's got those round feet on the bottom like the MacBook Pro has i love that i love i love the way that looks i'm really happy they brought that part of the design it doesn't have its name etched on it or in fact anywhere on it as far as i can tell it's just got the feet on it but it looks great it's got it's got two ports plus magsafe so that's a big upgrade with magsafe it's got the m2 processor which is based on we haven't even talked about the m2 yet but it's basically based on the a15 cores it's also got um, in addition to the sort of the second gener the next generation GPUs and the and the next generation cores, mm-hmm. they also took the um, video codec stuff that they added to the M1 Pro and Max chip, and that's in the M2. So it does video encoding, um, like an kind of like an M1 Pro. Um, really interesting that they brought that feature over. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a huge amount of performance. Um, especially if you're upgrading, if you didn't have an M1, right, you're in, on Intel, then there was one slide that was like, this will be 15 times faster in this one test. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, I can see that. Um, so yeah, it's it's a very exciting product and I think it'll sell really well. Also, yeah. since we like to talk about the marketing aspect of this, starts at eleven ninety nine. Essentially. And they're gonna still sell the M1 MacBook Air for $9.99. And I think maybe that's one of those lessons that goes back to when they tried to kill the MacBook Air the last mm-hmm. time, which was people kept buying that $9.99 MacBook Air because they loved it. And this allows them this allows Apple to move forward and have a cooler, nicer, a screen, better. Bigger screen, all those things, MacBook Air, while still having a g- really good MacBook Air at nine ninety nine, and why not? I, yeah. I'm I'm actually really happy that the M1 Air is still around at that price,
0: and I hope that over time they're going to get that price down. I hope that 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 I the would imperative. imagine that
1: that'll happen, but yeah. in the meantime, it, it's so so yeah. If you want in the base model, it's going to be two hundred more than the than the M1, but um. I think that I think that's okay for now. Yeah, uh,
0: Jambo in the in the Discord is saying it's because you know this is how it works. Twelve fifty pounds in the UK, which is like sixteen hundred dollars, but that's how these things go. But it's always yeah. a, it's always hurts. <laughs> it always hurts when you start pricing it out. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see one of these because I'm I'm you know I'm wondering what my future looks like uh, computer wise and uh i'm i'm gonna be i'm keeping my eye on this and i'm looking forward to um reviews and stuff and us talking about it more over the next few weeks because this could be this could be my next daily computer and the macbook pro earns its spot as my full-on recording studio Mm. recording studio computer so yeah i i want to think about this a little bit more that time isn't now uh, but I want to think about this a bit more. But that's Exciting Computer. We'll talk about it more. And I think the M2, maybe we could talk about the M2 a little more next week. What do you think? Sure. Sure. We can do uh, that a little bit more. Because we still got stuff to talk about today. So much.
1: Yeah. So much here.
0: This episode is brought to you by Doppler. In software development, secrets are private pieces of information that act as keys. And those keys unlock protected resources or other pieces of sensitive information. When dealing with that sensitive stuff, it can be stressful configuring, managing, and sharing secrets across different teams and cloud stuff. Thankfully, those days are over. Introducing Doppler, the first universal secrets platform. It enables developers to automate the pain away from managing secrets, along with the hidden files used when working with them, known as ENV files. Doppler is your team's central source of truth for secrets and app configuration across all environments and clouds. Whether your secrets are in Docker, AWS, Vercel, or anywhere else, Doppler works where you work. And as your stack evolves, Doppler remains simple. From startups to enterprises, more than 11,000 customers, big and small, are using Doppler so they can keep their secrets and app configuration in sync across devices, environments, and team members. Say goodbye to .env files. Set up Doppler for your team in less than four minutes. Sign up via doppler.com slash L slash upgrade. That's all lowercase. That is doppler.com slash L slash upgrade. Go there right now. A thanks to Doppler for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so let's talk about WatchOS. So it got some new uh, workout stuff. Which looked interesting, a lot of different views, um, a lot of different like you can set up custom workouts and multi-stage right. workouts, and it looked really right. intense. And it's interval like, training for yeah.
1: running, which I was I was doing intervals, um, and had to use a separate app for that. The idea that you can set up your intervals and you know run for five and then you know or or run hard for five and then and run. The the, in the demo video, the the lady's running, and then she does her slow down running, and then she's running the speed that I run. So it was like, okay, fair enough. I was doing more run, walk, run, walk. But uh, yeah, there's that. That's all good. And they're doing those um those measurements where they're trying to use the multiple sensors to try to get some very specific running data out of them mm. using kind of machine learning models. And and uh, but I like that. Like, there's a lot of sensors there. Can you infer more information about? what I'm doing based on uh, what you're seeing. And so I'm, I'm encouraged by that, that they're trying to do um, more stuff and also the idea of like the multi-sport, that, that's cool. Like if you do a triathlon, it detects that you're no longer swimming and are now on a bike or whatever, right? Which is, which is pretty cool. Uh,
0: the medications app and kind of system was really interesting to me. Um, this was rumored before. So it's like a tracker of the medicines you take. How often you're taking them, you can set up reminders. It has a system that can look at um, the way that different drugs can interact with each other and make recommendations to you. It's looked like a very well thought out uh, piece of software that spans across devices.
1: Yeah. And uh, that I was, yeah, it's a great feature to add, right? Like, this is a perfect kind of health conscious feature for Apple to add. Uh, notify you if you haven't done it. You can log it. You can remember if you took it before. Um, it, it they will let you scan in your medications to add them in. Like they they've thought about like all the different parts of the process here. They cross check to see if there are drug interaction problems. Like there's just a lot in there. It's uh, it looks good to me.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, and it's something that I look forward to to poking around with myself. Yeah. Uh, the AFib history stuff looked really interesting, like as a, uh, you know, like it was kind of like, hey, we've matured in what we understand about right. the heart now.
1: First, we told you that you had AFib. Now uh-huh. we're going to tell you what, um, you know, what might cause it or cause it to happen less. And uh, yeah, that's an interesting kind of extension of that aspect of it.
0: Uh, new watch faces and some older watch faces being updated. This look cool. There's that new one. I think it's called Metropolitan. Oh, that's my bag, baby. I love the look of that watch face. Hmm, that's nice. I'm really into it, big time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was more excited about like my old watch faces finally getting the new complication styles than I was the new watch faces. But it's all good. I'm glad that they spend more time since there's no, you know. <laughs> No third-party watch faces. We're left with. I hope Apple mm-hmm. keeps adding watch faces and gives the old watch faces a a little bit of a brush up.
0: And it looks like that's going to happen. And I like some of them have been rethought, like the astrology face. They're like we could do a better job of this now. And so like they kind of went back and did it again. Um, and they partnered with an artist to create another like kind of like fun one, like the face one that they had. Right. Um, so that looked really cool. Uh, One piece of information that came out afterwards: Watch OS this is n- nine, right? Watch OS 9?: Yeah, will not support the Apple Watch Series 3. Bye. So they're finally getting rid of that.: <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Get it out of here. Which um, I'm
0: intrigued to see what they do with the watch now. For this.: By the series. way, I want
1: to be clear it's the astronomy face that you're thinking of. There is no astrology face, to my knowledge yeah what do you want from it's about stars and stuff not about my my brain can't be trusted right now i know i'm doing the best of what i got you you know yeah i get it i get it but yeah they have they have an artist doing uh, that thing and then when it's uh when your watch is asleep the little letter the little numbers are asleep oh it's adorable yeah i think i thought this was cool and i'm excited
0: to see some of these new faces uh and to say i'm excited to see what i do with the watch hardware now in general because yeah They're getting rid of finally getting rid Mm -hmm. of the series three. Um, Move forward. I would say, like in a way, I wouldn't have expected. Like in that they're still selling it, or was still selling it, and now they're like the next version won't support it. Like it seems that seems quite um, abrupt, harsh. Yeah, abrupt is a good way to put it. That I mean, when could you? Can you still buy the series three? You can still buy it. It's still available for sale. Well. But now the next version of WatchOS won't work on it. That's that's interesting to mm-hmm. me. But yeah, I'm into it. Like you know, there's a bunch of little bits and bobs here and there. Again, it, it benefits from a lot of the other things that benefit that the rest of uh, iOS and stuff is getting. Um, but I'm excited about the new watch faces. As you said, I like they're going back and and adding some stuff from old ones, and uh, that would be really good. I'm excited about it. There's not a lot to say on WatchOS. TVOS got nothing. Um, there was no Mac Pro. We didn't mention that no. a minute ago. No Mac Pro. Uh, no, they're going to hold off on mm-hmm. that
1: one. Hmm. No other rumored hardware um, mm-hmm. or operating systems. Which it was a packed keynote. I have oh to say. Oh my god! It moves so remember fast. Remember, we yeah. last week uh, the de- general vibe was that the the to do list was too long. Right? There's no way that all of these things could possibly happen, and uh, and they didn't. So there's always more to look forward to. Future events at Apple Park, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Is there anything else that you wanted
0: to touch on today? Have we oh,
1: no. We should. There will be more, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's stuff that um, we're learning about all this stuff as we go and the State of the Union and the, all the sessions this week. There are going to be lots of things for us to glean about this um, that we haven't gleaned yet. But this is our first cut at it. Um, having been, uh, you know, having me having been here and you having seen the the keynote, mm-hmm. we've done that 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 first cut at it. And I, I you know, overall, I would say I, I think this was a good event. I think it felt very much like a developer keynote, um, but it, in the sense that it is always a media event, right? And the true developer focused stuff was in the State of the Union, and it seemed like. The reaction
0: to the State of the Union was incredibly positive.
1: People were very... Our developer yeah. friends are very excited if about the State of the Union stuff. And that's the, and that's the kind of stuff that is not going to make it into the, the keynote because the keynote is going to have to actually explain what an API is. And uh, the developer, uh, State of the Union, does not. So... There's a lot of nitty-gritty stuff that we could probably talk about that developers are excited about next time. But as an event, I think pretty good in terms of unveiling the OSs. This is the start of Apple's kind of calendar year in terms of what the operating systems are that are going to run on its devices for the next year. And you throw in the MacBook Air, which, you know, by all accounts, they've been wanting to introduce for a while now. And uh, they said, you know, it's the most popular laptop around. Uh and not just theirs but but all of them and um and it is a popular one and the, and so by doing so they've also kicked off the M2 generation which is a big step forward because it's been about 19 months since the M1 and it's time to uh turn the page it's also you know a processor that's based on A15 cores and probably you want to start that um introduction before the A16 comes out <laughs> so i think it's a good time for them to to start um releasing m2 products and yes the macbook pro is also out there but a, a less interesting more stay the course product than the the, than the new macbook air so that's wwdc it's just a bit yeah, this is a lot more that's
0: keynote this is they, they did a lot more than i was expecting they touched yeah. on a lot of areas i wouldn't have expected at all you know mm-hmm. a lot a lot of wish lists got ticked off in ways that i think a wouldn't lot have
1: expected. years and years of wish list items yeah. checked off today
0: before we wrap up today I just wanted to again I don't know if I mentioned it at the start like people have been so nice to me you know I I tweeted about everything that's happened uh, over the last couple of days and Jason and I've been really overwhelmed by uh, listeners reaching out and sending their love it's it really it's been quite emotional for me the last couple of days right and uh, it was incredibly heartwarming to receive such great messages from our listeners Uh, i really appreciate it i just wanted to say like i can't impossible for me to reply right to all of the messages so if you have sent me a message or if you've done it now during the course of this episode which i'm sure many upgrading as well i just want to thank you all like this has been a really weird two or three days in my life um and I'm incredibly grateful for, for for the love from our listeners. Uh so thank you all so much.
1: And we'll get you uh we'll get you at an Apple event next time, one, one of these days. We'll next next time. time. I'll get you next time.
0: <laughs> I also just want to say as well, like Jason's at Apple, so thank you to Apple for enabling us to record today. And but again, They don't need me to say this. Everyone that I've been working with at Apple over the past week or so, they have been so gracious and so kind to me. Um, They sent me a care package, Jason, which I told you about of like, Snacks for the keynote today and, 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 and like different medicines and stuff. Like, you know, is mm-hmm. yeah, like, and they didn't need to do that. And, and that, you know, they're not looking for me to say anything, but like, I just wanted to thank how Apple for just, they've been so great. Um, and so, yeah, this has been. Hey, look, I've really been upset the last couple of days. In a year or so, maybe less, this is going to be one of those really funny stories, you know? Do you remember when Mike yep. got invited to his first keynote and he got all the way there and caught COVID? You know, it's, it's hilarious to me. I uh, tend—I—I I was looking for my photo roll because it's such a long day when you travel, right? I, I was like, D- I'm sure I took a COVID test before I left, right? Because I took one the day before, the day before my flight. And at 10 to 9 in the morning, London time, I had a rapid flow test, negative. I then took a test at, it was hilariously, also 10 to 9, but p.m. at San Francisco mm-hmm. time, positive. And it's just like, what happened to me in that period of time? It's 20, you know? 20 hours, yeah. right? So. Yeah, and it's there. it was, yeah, wild. Like, yeah, absolutely wild. Uh, but hey, things still out there, everyone, and I'll speak from my own experience. It ain't nice. (laughs) It ain't nice at all. Uh, But anyway, I'm just rambling on now. So uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Upgrade. Jason, thank you for joining me. And thank me for joining you, I suppose. Yes.
1: Thank you for joining me, Mike.
0: Uh, Thanks to Sourcegraph and Bombus and Memberful and Doppler for the support of this show. And if you are a member and support Upgrade, thank you. Go to getupgradeplus.com and you will get longer ad-free episodes of every episode of Upgrade every single week. Um, Thank you so much for supporting the show if you do so. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Jason Snell.
1: Goodbye, Mike Hurley.